0: let's take off baby let's just drive honey into the night sky to the sunset shine into the day baby let's go travel traveling let's go traveling let's go traveling
1: this is travel michigan i'm dave lorenz from pure michigan we're just days away from the tecumseh summer beach party and sand sculpting event and you need to visit before these works of art are in the wind Lansing's city market has been reimagined and is now a shuffleboard and social club featuring seven restaurants, five courts, and two full-service bars. Grand Haven's biggest event of the year kicks off later this month, celebrating a unique relationship with the U.S. Coast Guard. And where better than Mackinac Island for a fudge festival? We travel Michigan next where your trip begins at michigan.org.
2: Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.
1: It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. We have so many cool events all around the state of Michigan, especially in summertime. I was talking to Mike Zukant from the Michigan Festivals and Events Association the other day, and I think the number was 1,800. I think he told me 1,800 festivals and events in this state. It's incredible. So many of them. And the best ones, I think, really kind of give you an opportunity to understand a little bit about the town and to celebrate maybe something unique. So here's a really great example of that definition. We're going to head to Tecumseh now, To learn about the Tecumseh Summer Beach Party and Sand Sculpting Event, it's coming up in just over a week. And to tell us about it, let's bring in Rhonda Nowak. She is from the city of Tecumseh, the marketing and event coordinator. Rhonda, thanks for being here.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
1: You bet. Now you've had this uh, festival for a while now, right?
2: We have. We've had it for a number of years. Um, We've actually, you know, it's how how do you keep track, you know? But um, COVID kind of threw us for a loop on our numbers, but. It has been around for over 25 years.
1: And I know uh, like a good amusement park, you're adding events uh, every year or every few years. And and you're, you're adding a really big event to this year's event. But let's, let's kind of get into the standard events that uh, people might have been used to. So it's coming up July 28th and 29th. Starts on Friday around 10 o'clock, right? Uh, tell us yes, about some time. of the yep. things that are happening for the festival.
2: Well, our biggest um, thing that's going on is our sand sculptures. Um, we are a community that is not surrounded by water, like a lot of the Michigan towns on the east and west coast. Um, we, but we have a sand sculpture. So when the beach, we don't have the beach, we bring the beach to us. Yeah, right. So we, we're bringing in thirty-five or thirty tons of sand, um, and we have a company uh, by the name of Ice Creations out of Napoleon, Ohio, that will come up here and carve six life-size sculptures out of that sand, and it's an amazing thing to watch. Um, so the guys are here for several days carving, and people can actually come and watch them and talk to them and find out exactly how they do this whole process, and it, it's fascinating.
1: Now, have you ever watched them do this because it is incredible, the, the skill that they have uh, with this piece of art that's not going to last very long?
2: It absolutely is. I mean, they start with the sand and pack it into these great big rectangular boxes, Um, That are stacked pretty high, and then they pack it overnight. They soak it down with water, um, pull the boxes off, and we have this big rectangular shape. And then the artists go to work. Um, They use all kinds of tools. Um, We've seen them using drinking straws, dental tools. I mean, all kinds of things. Um, You know, the the kids snow or the little sand sculptures, shovels. They use those. I mean, the guys are amazing to watch. Um, so they take it from a block of sand and turn it into this beautiful work of art.
1: And what makes this so unique, is you mentioned, Tecumseh is not like one of our beach towns on Lake Michigan or Lake Huron or whatever. Uh, it's it's not on one of the Great Lakes. And, and here you're bringing the Great Lakes, or at least the beaches, to the, uh, the cute little town at Tecumseh.
2: Yes. And these sculptures sit right on our main downtown, on our sidewalks, um, and they last a couple of weeks. So... People can come and watch the activities happen on the weekend, and then we still have them as works of art for several weeks after in our downtown.
1: Yeah, I don't know how they they keep that uh, sand formed. I think they put some kind of a spray on it or whatever to kind of keep it somewhat, you know, formed. But over time... Uh, Of course, it does blow away. So you're going to want to go this coming weekend, the 28th and 29th to Tecumseh. Watch them go through that process and then see their pieces of art by the end of the weekend. And there are so many other events that you have going on within this event. Why don't you tell us about some of those other things?
2: Certainly. Well, on Friday night, um, the 28th, we have a street party that will happen um, where we shut down one of our streets. We have our cornhole tournament coming up on that evening, and people can register the evening of the event um, and join in that cornhole tournament or just come watch the teams play, which is really fun to watch. We also have our um, merchants are all open. They have specials going on for the whole weekend. And we have our ever-popular pet parade happening on Saturday morning. Now, if you've never seen a snake or a mm-hmm. rat or a dog or a cat dressed up in costume and parading down the main street, <laughs> you have got to come see it.
1: That that is that's is, that's different.
2: It is. It is a lot of fun and people really look forward to it. This year our theme is Wizard of Paws. <laughs> so we'll have a lot of cowardly lions, I'm sure, and tin men and Dorothy. Um parading down our main street. And it really is a lot of fun.
1: Well, you know, you you talked about the the sand sculptures, but there's another artist who will be uh, performing with a different uh, type of medium. Can you tell us about David Zinn?
2: Absolutely. David is from Ann Arbor. He is a sidewalk chalk artist, um, very well known. And he will be here on Saturday doing demonstrations of his sidewalk chalk art and explaining to people his process and making that happen. So we're hoping for some good weather. So those beautiful sidewalk chalk, drawings stay for a long time. They're the kind that are like a 3D sort of a look. So you feel like you can step right into them. So I'm really excited to see what David brings to us that weekend.
1: Well, he's really talented. I've seen his work. And, I mean, that alone is a reason to come uh, this coming weekend, the 28th and 29th, the Tecumseh Summer Beach Party and Sand Sculpting Event. It's just, what a unique thing in the really cute town of Tecumseh. If you've not been there over in Lenaway County, you need to check it out. It's a great town. The website is downtowntecumseh.com, Tecumseh spelled, T-E-C-U-M-S-E-H. And uh, go to that website, downtowntecumseh.com, to find out more. Our thanks to Rhonda Nowak for being with us today from the city of Tecumseh. I'll tell you another place that uh, you need to go to if you've not been there for a while, because there have been a lot of changes, really cool improvements to Lansing, downtown Lansing, that that whole area uh, around Old Town as well. We're going to tell you about some of those really new, cool things next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan, I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. I've mentioned before that my office is in downtown Lansing, uh, actually just off the Grand River. And that has allowed me to get out there and take that river walk at lunchtimes. Occasionally, I go out for a quick little run, which is really nice. I mean, downtown Lansing is really a, a really cool place. And as Lansing has developed as more than just a capital city, some of the other uh, communities around it have often have, have also become really cool places to go to. Like downtown, the 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 old town is really been developed into a really cool place to visit, whether you're living there or just visiting. And there are some new things happening along the riverfront. In fact, some big things. Let's talk about that next with Courtney Prinz. Courtney is the director of events for the Lansing Shuffleboard and Social Club. And I have to tell you, Courtney, this is brand new to me. I knew nothing about this until I, I saw our notes for today's program.
3: Well, I'm very excited. You'll have to come down and try it out. Uh, it's a pretty awesome spot to be.
1: Yeah, I, You know, it really is because I have taken that walk along the riverfront so many times and, and taken little runs there that I've gone by the uh, kind of the farmer's market area many times. And in the past, unfortunately, there's not been a lot of business there. I've always wondered about that because it's a cute little building and they've been able to um, you know, keep that going for a long time. And you're shaking it up a little bit. You, you guys are doing some new things there.
3: Yeah, we're we're super excited. Um, obviously, we're gonna be bringing shuffleboard um, into that building where if you walk by, you can see the construction, which is kind of fun to see. Um, but also just activating um, that space down by the riverfront. Um, it's a great space with being right next to the convention center. Um, We're also right across the street from the Lugnut Stadium. Um, So it's a great spot to hit before or after the games. Um, And it's great just because we have such a large variety of food. So really anybody that um, you're with, uh, somebody can always find something that they like.
1: Well, it sounds like you've totally reimagined the space that uh, was taken up by the Lansing City Market for uh, quite a while. And uh, I think the timing is right. People are ready to head back to our cities. They really are looking for new and different things, especially younger people. So it's interesting that you're bringing Shuffleboard in because younger people are discovering Shuffleboard.
3: Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Honestly, when I first saw it, that that's what they were putting in there, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little skeptical. But <laughs> it's, it sounds like uh there's sh- other shuffleboard clubs popping up in cities like uh, Chicago, Brooklyn. Um, so it's pretty big cities. Um, our courts are going to be. I'm very, very excited. We're going to have five full size courts, um, and it's the building is going to be winterized with um, removable walls, so it'll be able to be open during the summertime, so you can get, you know, that great breeze and um, view of the river. Um, but we'll be able to close it up and. Um, It'll be warm for the winter. So uh, even though it's not going to be open until uh, fall, um, we'll still be able to enjoy it all year round.
1: Sounds like a a great idea. Uh, One of the things I'm noticing in our city centers are uh, places like this, either what they call feather bowling, where you use kind of footballs to to try to knock down um, bowling pins. Um, There are places, including in Lansing, that have opened up for indoor go-karting. It's really interesting as you see these places open up, including these, you know, th- throwing axes at various places. <laughs> people are just looking for new things to do where they can be together with maybe maybe people they work with or just friends after work. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a big hit.
3: Yeah, we think so too. And uh, the thing that's awesome about Shuffleboard is that all ages can do it. So we would really try to be super inclusive um, at Lansing Shuffle. So no matter, you know, where you're from or how old you are, there's something for everybody. Um, and that's the great thing about Shuffleboard is uh, you know, the kids can come out and play, but it's also fun for, for adults as well.
1: And it looks like, uh, since your name is Lansing Shuffleboard and Social Club, <laughs> that you're going to have um, food and uh, maybe adult beverages and all. Fill us in on those plans as well.
3: Oh, for sure. So currently we have five restaurants. Um, at once we're at full capacity, we'll have seven. So we have signed on to new restaurants. So uh, be on the lookout for the announcement of um, – those restaurants. I will say one is a Mexican restaurant and the other one is a Mediterranean style restaurant. So it's going to fit in great. Um, currently, the five that we do have, we have kin thai, um which is probably some of the best Thai food I've had. I'm sure um, some of the people listening have probably seen the crab rangoon nachos um, on the Lansing Foodies pages. And we also have um, Yeti Kitchen, which has a uh, excellent momos which are kind of like dumplings um that's honestly i've been on a kick with those for the past week um we have iris smoke shack uh which is one of it's it's a great restaurant to have and they smoke all their meats and like at on premise so it always smells great Mm. um at lansing shuffle um we have Osteria vegano which is italian vegan food which has been a really cool concept they just um started doing pizza so we brought in a full-size pizza oven which let me tell you that was very interesting getting <laughs> into their stall but yeah, I bet. it's in there and it's functioning and the pizza is some like super different than anything I've ever had um, and it's delicious. Uh, we also have brown dog which they have really good burgers and fries um, and milkshakes but they also have boozy milkshakes so you have <laughs> milkshakes for the kids and milkshakes for the adults. Um, And then currently, we have one full-size bar, the Grand Bar, so we have um, alcoholic beverages up there, but we also try to make sure we have mocktail options, um, non-alcoholic beer options, um, so something for everybody. Um, And then the second bar uh, that we've been kind of functioning out of, but it's not at full capacity yet, is the Biscuit Bar. Um, which, fun fact, a biscuit is actually another term for the shuffleboard puck. I did not know that. A lot of people come up and think we're selling biscuits out of that bar, but um, that bar has two windows that will open up to the shuffleboard courts and then another window that will open up to the patio as well as a window that opens up inside. So we're going to try to do more like fun, fruity drinks at that bar, make it more like a tiki-style bar. So. I'm super excited about that bar. I think it'll be great for the patio. We've been trying to do like more of a pop-up tent with a bar on the patio, but this will definitely bring, bring it to that next level.
1: Wow, and now the restaurants that you mentioned, uh, I'm trying to envision with the size of that building, if you have five shuffleboard courts, I'm just wondering, are these gonna be kind of like kiosk operations, or are they gonna be sit-down restaurants all in that building?
3: It's kind of, you know, the way I try to describe it is it's kind of like an adult food court. So they kind of, they have stalls for each different restaurant and you can go up and order. Or um, we have capabilities where you can order online where you're sitting and they text you when your food's ready.
1: And as you say, you're going to have that uh, that kind of wall opening up. So I would suspect that if you want to order your meal, you can still go outside and eat at the tables outside?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. You can yeah the tables outside we have a patio and then um the there's a patio owned by the city that's actually a few steps down so it's almost like a little patio extension for us um and we're part of that this downtown social district so you can bring your beverages um down on that lower patio as well so it's uh it's really great um and our patio right now we've been doing lots of live music so just bringing that, that, that area on uh, the riverfront back alive um, since it's been kind of dormant for a while.
1: Yeah, it really has been. And you mentioned the uh, the live music, so that's most Friday, Saturday nights, and some Sunday afternoons. I see that, you know, you're looking at Comic-Con, you're looking at Trivia Tuesdays, maybe Karaoke's Wednesdays. And, man, it just sounds like a cool use of that building right on the river in downtown Lansing. It's Lansing Shuffleboard and Social Club. I'm so happy that that you found a way to really fully utilize that space and that it's so close to my office. The uh, website is LansingShuffle.com where you can learn more and our thanks to Courtney Prince for being with us today. One of my favorite events of the summer is the Grand Haven Coast Guard Festival. If you've not been there before we're going to tell you why it should be your favorite next here on travel michigan where your trip begins at michigan.org Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. I have had the great joy of being involved with the Grand Haven Coast Guard Festival for, boy, I don't know how many years. 30 years? It's got to be more than that. Um, it's just one of those things that uh, I love working on. Uh, I hope you have found a, like a, a local community volunteer uh, group to work with. I think it's really important that we continue our our volunteerism as we uh, move forward. It's a great way to keep your community going and to show your community pride. And it's exactly what they do with the Grand Haven Coast Guard Festival every year. This year, it's July 28th through August 6th. And to tell us all about it, let's bring in Annie Linkick. She is the marketing director for the Grand Haven Coast Guard Festival. Annie, thanks for joining us today.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Well, it is a big, big event for the beautiful little town of Grand Haven each year. Uh, and it's a, a special festival in a lot of ways. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the Coast Guard Festival, how Grand Haven uh, became known as Coast Guard City USA, for instance?
2: Sure. We had, so years ago, um, we are actually in our 99th festival. So, this festival actually started like a community picnic. So there was a boat race across the channel in Grand Haven. There was a small parade. And then throughout the years, it has just gotten bigger. It used to start out as a little weekend. Now it's 10 days. We used to have, you know, two, three, four events. And now it's 37. So it really has morphed into a nationally recognized festival. We would not be able to have this festival in Grand Haven and we wouldn't be able to have it go off without a hitch if we didn't have close to 250 community volunteers. Yes. So that, that doesn't even take into consideration the 30 people on our board. We have 250 volunteers and that Everyone from serving water at Kids' Day to helping block a street during the parade. I mean, everyone from start to finish is a volunteer.
1: It's uh, pretty cool when that happens and so many people are, are doing what they can to help their own community and to really celebrate something that's unique to this community. This is Coast Guard City, USA. There are a lot of Coast Guard cities But this is the one and only official Coast Guard City, USA. So it's great that the Coast Guard is being supported by communities all around the country. And they get to all come together at this big event. I mean, you always have dignitaries from Washington, D.C. and and other places that come to this big festival. In
2: Cleveland, yes, absolutely. All of them. Um, And, you know, sometimes, from what I've heard, you know, everybody gets invited. But not everybody can come at the yeah. same time. Um, From what I hear, it's kind of, you know, everybody really wants to come. So every, you know, they try to jump in where they can, but you know, it's it's almost like a little bit of a competition to see who gets to come. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and, and I love that people pick up on the spirit of uh, honoring, um, you know, our nation's oldest seagoing branch of the military, even mm-hmm. though it's part of the Homeland Security uh, Division now. And it's been around for a long time. And so here's this this great opportunity to show your red, white and blue uh, at least uh, once every summer. This year's event starts July 28th, and I know you do a whole bunch of things. Big parade, uh, you know, big fireworks display, but let's concentrate a little bit on the concerts. You have a great Mm -hmm. uh, concert facility there on the riverfront. What type of shows are you going to be showing off this year?
2: So we have all of our musical entertainment except one night we have a street dance that's located off-site. But all of the other concerts are located at the Lynn Sherwood Waterfront Stadium. So we start Friday, July 28, with Simply Queen. And we have had them now, this will be our third year in a row that we've had them back because it is such a community draw. Everybody wants to come to this show. They are fantastic tribute band. Then on Saturday, July 29th, we have Woodstock Revival. That is going to be like a Janis Docklin, um Jimmy Hendrix tribute. So it kind of does all of that kind of music. So we've never had them before, so that should be pretty good. Monday, July 31st is a Beatles tribute. Then we're bringing back on Tuesday, August 1st, a band called Country Legends. and it's another tribute, Shania Twain, Keith Urban, and Garth Brooks. Hmm. We have not had country in a few years, and believe it or not, that one is selling almost as many tickets as Queen.
1: Yeah, so, and these are and these are tribute bands, tribute performers, but they are really good performers.
2: They are really good and they dress the part, they sound like them. Um, and it's, of course, a little bit more of a reasonable price ticket. So, it's no, it's not so expensive. But yeah. then Wednesday, August 2nd, we have a trilogy classics live show, Journey, Foreigner, and Sticks. Then Thursday, August 3rd, is a new band that we got. They are from Michigan. It's called Sunset Boulevard, and it's all 80s rock. So that is one show that... It, we're almost—we're calling it the '80s party because we're thinking people are going to be dressing up for that. So anything goes there. It should be a fun show. Friday, August 4th is face-to-face, Face, and that is a Elton John and Billy Joel tribute. Oh, So neat. there'll be some, yeah, dueling pianos on the on the stage, and then Saturday, August 5th, this is the show that is included with the fireworks so if you buy a ticket to the show you also get to save for the fireworks and it's called the modern gentleman and it is kind of a uh, it's another tribute but it's a mashup. so it's actually frankie valley's backup singer so it they're really good and that show includes the fireworks yeah, so that sounds sad. i feel like we we kind of have a whole range um, spanning for this these concerts at the waterfront you
1: do that that's a that's an eclectic uh, group of uh, performers it, it looks great so those are all at that waterfront stadium now mm-hmm. uh, your carnival is very popular as well I, um, I heard there were some some changes in where it's located is that correct
2: that is correct last year we had the carnival set up in harborfront parking lot and then in the church parking lot across the street right on harbor this year we're keeping those same two locations but we are adding chinook pier parking lot so we did this a couple years ago and it works out really well so we worked with the city and they decided to to let us give it another go we kept more of the kiddie rides in chinook pier so it almost kept the little kids away from the teenagers I mean, to a point, everybody yeah. can still go anywhere, but we, you know, we wanted some people to gravitate towards those smaller rides and it really worked well.
1: Well, so you have all this entertainment and there's a lot of entertainment. The big parade Saturday starts, what, around one o'clock, something like that?
2: Um, Saturday. Well, we have two parades. So the first parade is on July 29th, that first weekend, and it's the kids parade. Oh, yeah. That's. Starts at ten thirty in the morning, right downtown Grand Haven. And it's and it's definitely geared more towards the kids. Then the Grand Parade is on August fifth. And that is at about noon, to eleven forty five to be exact. So that's the Meyer Grand Parade. And that parade is I mean, that's really what everybody comes here for is that parade.
1: It's a big deal. I know that. Now, uh, last thing, I know in addition to the Parade of Ships, you have the big fireworks show that Saturday night on the 5th. Um, but you also have the National Memorial Service. What time and what location is the National Memorial Service for the Coast Guard?
2: So the National Memorial Service is on Friday, Friday. Um, That is August 4th, and that is at 4 o'clock.
1: At 4 o'clock. Okay, very good. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it's all about. I mean, everybody has a great deal of fun. It's a great festival, but I know how important that uh, National Memorial Service is to uh, both the folks in Grand Haven in the area and to all those coasties and retired Coast Guard personnel uh, who will be in attendance. So 4 o'clock on that Friday the fourth. That's an incredible thing. The entire festival, as uh, Annie was saying, could not happen without all those volunteers. So our thanks to all those volunteers that help out with the Grand Haven Coast Guard Festival. Now here's the information uh, website-wise where you can go to find out more. You can also stop by the office, pick up a festival schedule if you'd like to in downtown Grand Haven. But the website is Coast Guard Fest org. You'll find all that information. It goes July 28th through August 6th. It's an event you won't want to miss. Our thanks to Annie Lenke for being with us today. We're going to head up to Mackinac Island for another festival right here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. travel michigan i'm dave lorenz from pure michigan we certainly are blessed with lots of really cool festivals all around the state of michigan at this time of the year i argue that we are the festival champion state in the country and i really think we have more festivals per capita than any other state in the country i've done some research and i can't find anybody else who says they have more so it is what i believe it is who knows I don't think there's somebody to certify such a thing. So uh, one of our really cool events that you're going to want to go to is a wonderful festival up on the one-of-its-kind Mackinac Island. It's called the Mackinac Island Fudge Festival. I can't think of a better place to have such a festival and to tell us all about it. Let's bring in Steph Castelline. She is the Events and Content Manager for the Mackinac Island Tourism Bureau. Steph, welcome to the program.
0: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to being up on the island myself in just a couple of days. Always a great time. Uh, And uh, the island is truly a special place. I know you've been there for a few years. Kind of give us your take on what's cool about Mackinac Island.
0: Oh, man, how much time did you say we had? (laughs) I know, not much. It is, you know, I think that's that's the word is magical right so Mackinac is so special to so many people in so many different ways um I love uh, one of the things that we get to do is just promote the island and of course the area and to hear people talk about the memories that they have and the first you know the first time on Mackinac or getting married on Mackinac Island it's just those moments that we get to be a part of is just so special and then you know getting to be up here for a few years it's a beautiful community. There are so many people who are part of this community who help uh, make it an experience but also uh, you know a real place to live. We have 500 year-round residents. And so there's a school, getting involved with the sports teams. I mean it goes beyond what you see downtown, which is fun and beautiful in itself, but it makes it um, a lot more complex in a good way.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. 500 year-round residents and what got to be more than a million people that come there during the summertime because yeah, it's a popular place.
0: It is. Last year we had 1.2 million in our six-month season, which when you just run those numbers is incredible. And that's why I talk about the community so much because it really takes um, a whole community to make this work.
1: It's absolutely true. And one of the things Mackinac Island is known for, in addition to being that island where you don't drive around in a car, you ride your bike, you walk, you uh, go by horseback or a carriage, uh, another thing it's known for is its fudge. In fact, I heard a rumor, Steph, that um, I think it was Murdick's fudge when they were just really getting started. Somebody came up with the idea. Maybe it was Riba's. I don't remember of intentionally using a fan to fan that smell of fudge out onto the streets so people would be pulled into the store. I don't know if that's true, but it certainly works.
0: Oh, it's absolutely true. You can experience it today as you're walking down the sidewalk. They, yeah, intentionally blow out those delicious smells to draw you in from the sidewalk. And, you know, another thing that they did, um, you know, there's there's some um, uh, maybe debate of who started what, right? But all of them are kind of doing it now. But one of the things in addition to blowing out the smells that they do is they also um, have The making of the fudge right up front in the big glass window so you can see it. It's an art form. These guys are pouring, you know, boiling uh, butter and cream and sugar onto these big marble slabs and these fans cooling it and they're lapping it. They're lapping it up and over and around to get that cooling evenly through it and it is truly an art form you can stand there and be mesmerized by it and then in addition to the uh, smells coming out on the sidewalk i mean you you have to get your fudge fill while you're on the island
1: how many fudge uh, operators are there on mackinac island
0: yeah so we have seven fudge businesses and we have 13 fudge stores so some of those businesses have multiple locations but you know it's such a concentrated spot our downtown is about three and a half blocks And on that, we have 13 fudge stores. We're actually called the fudge capital of the world. If you Google fudge capital of the world, Mackinac Island, Michigan will come up. And that's why we have you know, this big fudge festival to celebrate the fudge in the stores and those businesses here on the island.
1: Well, in, in addition to uh, what you get to see every day when you go to Mackinac Island, uh, seeing all that fudge being made, are there other special activities that happen during the Mackinac Island Fudge Festival? By the way, it's August 25 through 27.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have a, a lot of fun events. Some we're still planning um, and kind of getting the details for, but... You know, some of the different things you can do in addition to all things fudge is, you know, you can sign up for a chance to fire the cannon at Fort Mackinac. Now, that has nothing to do with fudge, but however, when people are visiting for the Fudge Festival, it's just one of those experiences that is truly once in a lifetime. I got to fire the cannon this year for the first time ever, and maybe the one and only time, and it was so much fun, so we we partnered with Fort Mackinac to uh, give someone an opportunity to actually sign up for a chance to fire that themselves. We also do um, a fudge quest, which is we hide little boxes around the island at some points, and and we create a scavenger hunt, essentially. And if you find this fudge box, you bring it back to our office, and there is a prize associated with that from the fudge shops. They donate some generous prizes, and, and you actually get that. So we do a little scavenger hunt around the island, uh, we'll have West Michigan boot scooters back. They're dancing in the street. They do line dancing. That's a lot of fun for everyone. And then another big event is um, we actually have a soccer match that happens on the island. It was inaugural last year. Uh, the soccer match, it's the UPFC, so Upper Peninsula Football Club. It's made by uh, comprised of locals as well as uh, seasonal workers here on the island. They actually like try out. And they already do their own tournaments on Tuesdays every day up at the park, but they actually got a football club together, and they, uh, they um, host Livonia FC, and there's a big soccer match that Saturday at Fudge Festival. Well, something
1: it, tells me they're going to be pretty good, too, with all those foreign workers up there. I, I think there are some real soccer players there.
0: There there are. You know, it, it's such a part of the community. That's what's so cool about Mackinac Island is the di- diversity on the island and and so many different people from so many different places and we actually have some semi-pro uh former semi-pro players here on the island so they make for a good team and Mm. and, you know livonia fc is a is a you know proper year-round football club right and the upfc we're seasonal and and kind of a a mismatched get-together a few practices like a month ahead of time and we gave them a run for their money last year so it's just it was fun last year to see all the pride that everyone had. We created those scarves that you see at, at soccer matches, and we gave them to—well, um, we gave away—we gave them away. So it was, um, you know, seasonal workers came up to watch. Year-round residents were here, even visitors were here, and it was just fun to like collectively have that pride for UPFC.
1: That uh, sounds like fun. Another one of those fun mm-hmm. things you can do during the Fudge Festival. I know that. Uh, Let's see, I was there last year, and they had some of the restaurants that were doing, like, fudge-inspired foods. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have that as well.
0: Yeah, fudge-inspired foods. They do fudge-inspired drinks. So you can get your, you know, fudge uh, and chocolatey cocktails sort of thing. Um, There's all sorts of things happening with the businesses. Um, And some of the fudge shops do special giveaways. They'll do, like, spin to win sort of thing, or they'll do fudge flights. Um, They'll do guests of fudge flavor. Um, So there's just all sorts of activities during this Fudge Festival, and it's all around the islands. And then that that Sunday, the final Sunday, um, so the 27th, we actually have, uh, last year we did the Fudge Olympics, where we had five different of those fudge shops competing against each other in a variety of of (laughs) games and it was fun to declare the winner and then we have family fun games down there too so that was a fun and and wonderful day and our first time doing it and i think it was so popular we're bringing it back again
1: well i'm looking forward to uh checking it out myself it's august 25 through the uh, 27th it's the big fudge festival on mackinac island uh i I tell you if you go there any time of the year, but especially during this weekend, you're going to understand why Fudge is so big on the island. Why uh, Mackinac Island was named the number one travel destination by USA Today. Pretty incredible. It's an incredible, incredible place that you're going to love. The website is Mackinac Island.org And our thanks to Steph Castelline for being with us today. And that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling.
2: Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.